Are you ready? Stay like that, then your toes won't hurt. <laughs> One, two, three, and four. Welcome to the RSVP Maybe podcast, where we are always unfiltered and unapologetic. Navigating life's messes as modern day women. I'm Brooke. And I'm Anna, and we're so glad you're here. Still not prepared. Hey guys. (laughs) Welcome to the show. Glad you're able to join us. Yes, welcome back. So today, Anna and I are talking about uh, friendship breakups and their effect on us as adults, women in particular, but men are certainly not emotion-free, so I'm sure that a man could benefit from this conversation as well. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do men break up friendships? I feel like they don't care as much. Yeah, I don't think they care as much. Well, gay men might, not to stereotype, but I feel like they have more emotional... uh, connections to their friends yeah, 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 yeah. it's more similar how's that i know that feels right um so that's what we're discussing today and if today's episode resonates with you please go ahead and share and share a like to anyone you think that this would help and that's really it let's yeah. jump right in shall we we shall so it, romantic breakups get like all the clout in every movie right mm-hmm. like breakups are always like a big thing like torn love affair um, every movie, every blog, every book. I mean, anything really yeah. like personal development. I'm sorry, my hair is making me nauseous. Um, personal development um, aspect goes straight into like how to recover from breakup. the grief of a breakup, yeah. the emotional effect of a breakup, and do these ten things when you go through a breakup. Right? There's mm-hmm. all. How many articles like that do you see? A million. Yeah. Not really many on the friendship front. Yeah. I feel like it's, uh, I mean, like we said last time, it's not talked about. No. I don't know why it's not talked about, why it's like, I don't know, this not taboo, but I kind of feel like it is. Well, I think that because we spend so much time as a culture fixating on your marriage, getting married, finding your monogamous partner for life, mm-hmm. um, that the energy flows into that um, avenue, right? Like, let's say there's two roads. That's, right. that's the avenue that it's going to focus on instead of Real discussing true. friendships. What well, Because who you marry is supposed to be... Your best friend. Your everything. Yeah. Your friend, your teammate, your partner, your provider. I don't know. I mean, a million and one things. Protector, but um, a lot of times for a lot of women, and I said this last week, but my... You know, my husband is a lot of things to me, and he most definitely is one of my friends. I I would consider him a friend for sure, but he cannot emotionally support me through some of the things because some of the things he just doesn't get. He can't think, like, multidimensionally. I'm talking (laughs) about all the layers of women drama. Like, if I go in, well, but so-and-so, and and then she said, and then I was like, and he just can't, Mm -hmm. he doesn't get it. It's very black and white for him thinking. Must be nice. I know. <laughs> I know. But I feel like with my friends, it's not black and white. It's such a different dynamic, and the ability to overthink with someone else is um, always helpful and useful, right? Yes. Well, I think, too, with men, they they feel this need to fix 
they don't listen to listen. Whereas in friendships, a lot of the times I feel like people hold space, like they listen to listen, not listen to fix or listen to respond. Yeah, that's probably accurate. So that's my take. Well, so I've gone through, I was actually trying to think of, um, I found this article and it's funny because it's from um, this woman who ended up writing a book on um, friendships and, and breaking up with a friend is just as serious as ending a romantic relationship. And the consequences can affect way more people than we even realize, which I think is obviously accurate. Mm -hmm. And so she goes through how she was writing a book and um, she was on a plane and all of a sudden, you know, she realized this one friend who she had been friends with for over 15 years stops kind of responding to her very minimally. And when she does respond, it's very cold and it became like this one-sided friendship. And then... One day, she finally um, texted her, and the um, the chick was the response was, "Please don't contact me anymore." With no, no, no reason, no huh. like what happened. It just sort of slowly started being less and less yeah. until it was like, "Hey, don't bother contacting me again." Which wow. I think, like, harsh. I mean, that's so hurtful. Oh God, so like sad, right? Yeah, and. It's interesting when you have to talk about you get dumped by a friend, but there's no resolution a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Whereas, not that you always get it with romantic relationships, but I feel like you kind of, kind of do because you, Mm -hmm. I don't know, you're maybe together more, so you like are able to see. There's more visual evidence, I think, maybe. Well, I feel like too, it's, it's different. Like obviously, when you're dating, that you kind of go into it assuming like you're going to be over the span of time, you're going to be dating more than one person, right? Like relationships evolve. You're going to be in different relationships. But when it comes to friendships, we don't really view it that way. We don't think about friendships evolving and changing. We see the friends in our life and we just kind of assume that they're going to be in our life forever. Yeah. Well, even, yeah, and it's interesting, too, because it's like by the time you hit adulthood, you don't expect to have the turbulence that you do with friends in early. Mm-hmm. You do sort of expect it to go the longevity. Right. Um, I think it's it, it's really interesting because if you had a friend who, like, they start to cancel dates and then they, like, text back less and less, don't like answer. away. Yeah. yeah, and, like, there's this weird period of pulling away, and then all of a sudden, like, please don't contact me. I feel like that's... An ext- like that's got to be an extreme. I don't think so. I think there's a lot of women that it happens to. Although I do have a friend who um, has a friend or had a friend of over 10 years who it's kind of the same thing. Like she just stopped talking to her. And my friend still to this day is like, I have no idea why. Like no closure, nothing. Hmm. So I don't know. It happens, I think. Yeah. It's just shitty. Like, I don't understand. Well, it's really shitty. And then the the thing is, is you can have a triggering memory from that friendship, say, like, because this has happened to me, where you see someone and you think it's them and you get, like, a pit in your stomach. Oh, God, and you're yeah. excited or you want to throw up. Anxiety, or you're, It's yeah. kind of like you're excited and you kind of remember all the good times. And then all of a sudden you get hit like mm-hmm. a sucker punch. Like, wait, no, this person totally fucked me over or... 
Yeah. Or you were the one who fucked the person over one way right. or the other, right? Where you're like, got a bolt. Because I, you know, I had um, my drinking buddy, my my ex, she was my sister-in-law, but we were friends. We, my ex-husband and I grew up in the same town. We went to the same school. So she had gone to school. She was my sister's a year younger than my sister, but hung around similar kids and friends and na- neighbors of ours. And... I've known her my whole life, and we I married her brother, and we were, like, best friends. It was like, um, you know, and having had a sibling die, I think that it was what I had envisioned life as a grown-up with my sister, like just a house where you can just walk in, no, mm-hmm. you don't feel weird, there's no, you can just, the hus- like, her husband was, like, super tight with me, and it was just, it felt, um, it felt like a complete, relationship yeah. you know and um like we would lay in their bed and watch movies like on a saturday just whatever while he was downstairs with my husband watching football it felt very what a, what you see in the movies kind mm-hmm. of friendship and um i think as it started getting toxic because uh alcoholism obviously being a recovering alcoholic played a role in it and once i got sober we were no longer friends um but there's Something still that that really hurts me um, when I think about her because I, while I don't think that she was the healthiest person for me, um, I still do have nothing but love for her. I mean, we mm-hmm. really did. I don't think that all the stuff was toxic and bullshit. I think there was some genuine um, love on her end too. Um, I don't know what happened, um, but she just, I mean, I went to that we were drinking one night. I went to the hospital that Monday morning, and the um, like that was it. I never talked to her again. Just nothing. Nothing. And I showed up to my ex-mother-in-law's like two months after I got sober maybe, so I was still pretty raw, but like she was there, and she like stared me down. And I was like, what and is still happening? say anything? No, nothing? nothing. Would not talk to me, glared at me. like I, And Ugh. I was like, what did I do? Um, I, like what I'm getting sober. I almost died from drinking, and that's right. somehow my fault, and is a bad reflection on you. Like yeah. I, cu- I couldn't put it together, and it was like super hurtful. And by this time, too, my divorce had been final. God, like four years probably. So there was no connection in our relationship at this point anymore, having to do with her family or her brother or anything like that. And it was like, just, I, I can't explain it. It felt like I had had a entire piece of my body like ripped out of Mm. me it hurt so bad and I did find out later like I don't know five years ago maybe um maybe like six years ago that she had thought that I had done something to this guy that she was dating but I I mean clearly like I was in the hospital I was like dying I had no time to be doing whatever or whatever you thought that I did like so then I thought, okay, well, it was probably for the best anyways because that's fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you confront me on that if our relationship was as right. tight as you know she had said it was? So I think that there's toxicity levels. Obviously, we drank together when we shouldn't have been drinking together because um, my I had been sober and relapsed, and that didn't bother her. Uh, and she drank very heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say she was an alcoholic, but... You know, drank very heavily um, and promoted drinking all the time. So I think that the thing that was the hardest for me was the feeling of complete solitude, if that makes sense. I went from having somebody that I texted 
probably 500 times a day, mm-hmm. whether it was like inside jokes or um, questions or just help with the kids, like whatever it was, it was like an ongoing constant, conversation. constant, yeah. constant contact with each other to nothing. And that was the loneliest Worse than a breakup lonely. Like, mm-hmm. the loneliest. Like, I'd go to, and then I'd be like, oh. oh. shit, I can't, yeah. Oh, I can't do that anymore. Like, we're not, we don't talk anymore. And it was sort of an abrupt, sort of, there was no resolution for on my end anyway. She mm-hmm. might have resolved something on her own, but there was no resolution on um, my end. Um, so I feel like people go through that a lot. Like, I mm-hmm. don't think that's the, the abnorm for people to go through that kind of slice and dice, like we're done. Yeah, I can't. I yeah, not having the closure, I would not do well with that. Of course, the blowers are going to be right say. in my yard, right underneath my window, right as we're recording. <laughs> this is life. Feels right. But there is something to be said for like, I mean, I have gone through breakups that were really hard and um lonely and sad and really questioned see with my but here's the thing this is what maybe other women understand or feel when I go through a breakup with a man I immediately focus on my physical traits not Mm. not my emotional Emotional, like it's immediately like why did I gain 15 pounds Mm -hmm. or I would only not eat that or if I you know it immediately falls into every insecurity I have as a woman like in my physical appearance and my own insecurities get like super drawn out I mean even I'll be even with my husband today like if he's being weird I'm like oh my god like no way does my husband is my husband that type of man but like I immediately go to that go to that place whereas when a friendship Mm -hmm. ends it's me, yeah. Like it's in my soul, it has nothing to do. You are. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all encompassing of my my spirit, like yeah. you know. And so I feel like it was so much harder to process through that mountain of pain than a breakup. Mm-hmm. I hear flat out losing her was ten times harder than than divorcing her brother. And he, we were pretty toxic for each other as well. But it was like. Very passionate, very like uh, love bombed, narcissistic. So my brain was all jacked up, anyways. But that her breaking up with her was ten times harder than even going through a divorce. So um, I don't know. I feel like it should be talked about because it's gut wrenching mm-hmm. to try and figure out why a friendship um, dissolved or was cut. Yeah, because like you said, then you're left trying to figure out why what happened I mean I'm the type of person that immediately is like what did I do wrong right Right. questioning yourself and what you could have done differently and then usually in friendships like that you have some sort of you know mutual friends so then that leaves the whole like what do you do with that situation when you have mutual friends if there's like a get together or like putting people like not wanting to put other people in the middle of it it's like well, I feel like Hard that's a mature response that you just said, not wanting to put people in the middle. Honestly, yeah. I feel like that's a hyper-mature thing to say because most people would put people in the middle of it. What did I do? Did she say anything to you? Did she call you? Where's her head at? What's she thinking? Why is she doing this? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like actually the majority of people would be including other people. You just happen 
to be your own march to your own little be your own drum of maturity you yeah. know but i think even women my age if something happened today where a friend caught me like i don't know that i would just not discuss it well no i i would still and i still did when my situation happened i still discussed it but i made sure to discuss it with people like you who knew the person mm-hmm. but you didn't really have a relationship one-on-one with her Whereas I did have a couple of very close mutual friends who were very close with the both of us that I made sure to just not bring it up. Like, I was not going to go there. If they went there, then whatever, but I was not going to be the one to bring it up. And one of them did bring it up, but the other one, to this day, we still hang out, and we've had zero conversation about it. Like, no mention, nothing, which I'm fine with. Yeah. Because and it doesn't feel like an elephant in the room because no. you're just honoring. Because we have a friendship separate from that relationship with that other person. But yeah, it is. It's it's hard to navigate, and and there's not. I don't know. There's not enough guidance on how you navigate something like that, and then like the the conflicting feelings, the confusion, the like way that it like you said it makes you question yourself who you are at your core yeah versus maybe the more superficial things that you would question in a relationship like a dating relationship well right because that's the other part you know all you read about and hear about is how men the sex how much time were you having how many nights was i having sex with him like do I look okay naked? Like, all of these things are what we're conditioned, mm-hmm. but I fully understand that. I'm, my reactions are not always healthy. But, like, you know, that's what we're conditioned to sort of do a checklist on mm-hmm. with a with a relationship with a, a man and mm-hmm. or, or a partner that we're sexually intimate with. Right. Whereas when you're talking about someone that you're just intimate with on a level of, emotional, like, emotional, yeah. um, it's different. And there is not much evidence of, like, what to do when you lose a friend. However... There are things that you can do, like immediately know, do not talk shit about this person mm-hmm. to other people that are in your friend group, right. because it's not going to end well for you. And there's a difference between talking shit and also trying to process through. Correct, but also mindful processing, because right. with who you're processing with, because it can become a grind if that person's getting it, think about it, right. from, both from both sides, sides. it can be like... Um, both of you like right. I don't want I to talk to either one yeah. of you yeah um and I feel like making sure that you're mindful about who you're processing this with and also that you are really being hyper aware of the words that you're speaking because mm-hmm. um while I don't think in friend groups you want someone to look like the victim or someone to look like the perpetrator right mm-hmm. like but Ultimately, the truth will say comes. It always rises to the surface, and people always see the truth down the line. Mm -hmm. And in my experience, people who are running their mouth about somebody consistently and constantly, where it's like, "Oh, she," blah 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 blah, and all they're doing is trash talking that person who they were like best friends with. um, Clearly, that person is not the problem. Well, yeah, it's coming from their own insecurities and their own issues that they obviously have to work through right well yeah yeah i was gonna say something and i totally but also it's i think it's a toxic trait yeah because 
it's immediately saying that, that we're not friends because of this person well, and yeah. because of all that it's they're doing. And that's not vilifying true. that person. And yeah, I mean, it, it does happen a lot. Um, and I think too, it's no matter how the dissolution of the friendship happened, I think it's learning to become okay and secure and I think your part in a sense or like in the fact that like I don't know if I'm making sense I'm trying to figure out how to explain it like in mine as hard as it was to lose that friendship I was secure in the fact that I did everything that I needed to do and that I tried my best to handle the situation as maturely as possible and it still ended and I don't know I just tried to I think like sit in that and like be secure after the initial like but I think that you you fall into the category with that where it's basically like we tend and most people tend to think of when friendships end that there's a a, some sort of betrayal one Mm -hmm. friend did something and then that friend terminated the friendship like the other friend then terminates the friendship and that seems to be acceptable amongst everyone right Mm -hmm. like oh yeah she cheated you know she whatever but like in those instances where there's a betrayal which I would say I I don't know if it's a I think it could be considered a betrayal actually number one hurtful things said and too much raw honesty are never probably a beneficial thing two I feel like um, ultimatums came into play which can be their own betrayal because I'm not gonna live my life on ultimatum and your standard schedule you know but um I think in your instance when you were the one who was betrayed I mean you were told you were going to be supported and told certain things and then that didn't happen um that feels like a betrayal to Mm -hmm. me so it's easy for you I think to sit no matter how hard I'm not saying it wasn't painful because it certainly was and you Mm -hmm. had your share of like crying nights of like this is hard and it hurts and I just want my friend back but you also had that I don't want to say vindication or validation but almost of this hurtful hurtful thing that was Mm -hmm. that had happened yeah I did and I think like you said that probably does help to a degree I think too in the conversations that followed before the like final like ending of that I was so hyper focused and fixated on making sure I approached the situation to the point where I was constantly questioning myself and probably to you questioning myself, like, am I handling this correctly? Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I think too, though, it's important to note that like not all friendships end because of something dramatic like that. Sometimes it's that you just grow apart and like, that's okay too. And it's okay to still, like, grieve the ending of that friendship, but know that, like, it served its purpose for that time. And, like, you just no longer are in the same place, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever it is. Um, But it's the, I think, giving ourselves permission to, to grieve the ending of any relationship, to be able to grieve it, but also to be okay with it. Yeah, and and mourn it. It mm-hmm. is okay. Like the grieving in the morning and the like. I think the thing is that you're po- that's good that you're pointing out is, um, 
when you grieve a friendship, it, I think a lot of times it's unexpected because it's mm -hmm. not talked about. So you often feel like something's wrong with you. Like, why can't I make my friendship last or work or evolve? Mm -hmm. um, and you don't want to, you're almost like ashamed of talking about it with other people. So it's very like internal and isolated. Mm -hmm. And then when the grief hits you, it's like so unexpected and out of nowhere. It's all, like really adds to the lost feeling. Yeah. And it's so like, expecting it. Yeah. And the whole where did I go wrong? What happened? Like the the constant questioning of the relationship of yourself of all of it is maddening. Like you can drive yourself fucking insane. Yeah. And here's the other flip of the coin. I think that not flip of the coin. I don't know why I just said that. Um, <laughs> but the uh, one other thing is like a lot of times people they struggle with how to respectfully end a relationship like mm -hmm. here i don't want to be friends with you anymore because you are uh, let's say you're you're taking a different path and you're doing getting into yoga and you're getting into like meditation and you're doing that not drug addiction and uh, alcoholism but like the other person goes out and drinks socially five nights a week like you don't want to do that anymore so how do you respectfully end something where you're like look this is just not my scene anymore mm -hmm. without offending and pissing off someone else and hurting them. I think that's a lot of things that people grapple with, too. Mm -hmm. How do I end this friendship when she's really done nothing wrong? I just am I'm making different lifestyle choices for myself that feel aligned and good with mm -hmm. my, my soul and, like, where I'm supposed to be going into. How do I just do this respectfully so that we still can, when we see each other right. with mutual friends, it's not weird? Well, does that... Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, I'm just wondering, like, does it need to be, like, a, a necessary, like, official ending? I think or it does. Or if it's just, like, a... Well, it depends on the type of friendship you have. If the type of friendship that I'm referring to where you're texting all the time and, you're, yeah, that's and you true. know everything about the other person, then, yeah, it absolutely has to be done respectfully in a conversation. Yeah. Otherwise, it's ghosting someone, and that sucks. Mm -hmm. That's not cool. No bueno. So I, I do think it is something that you... And it doesn't have to... Here, that, but that's the thing, right? How do you end it respectfully? Right. You don't even need to say, I'm breaking up with you or right. this friendship's over. It could just be like, with all res due respect, like, I appreciate, I love spending time with you, mm -hmm. I love hanging out with you, but I, at this point in my life, I'm really into, like, every night I want to go to yoga and I want to go to my meditation class and I want to sit in my infrared sauna, like... I don't want to be at the bar don't or the restaurant. Go, yeah. Like, I don't want to be out with cocktails every mm -hmm. evening anymore. I feel like I'm moved past that. So, I, with all due respect, like, don't ask me to mm -hmm. do that all the time because the answer is going to be no. So, it could almost be like a boundary setting. Yeah. But it would, it, ultimately, you know it's, that it would, like, it, terminate the yes, friendship, it's, right? Like, obviously, you know that's the direction it's headed. I just was thinking, like, does it need to be, like, an official, like, we're done conversation. Or well, like yeah, you said. and you could say, like, I value your friendship. I value you as a person. Mm -hmm. It's just not my scene anymore and not where I want to put my energy or my focus. Yeah. Which the person will get offended because that's how Well, yeah, are. no matter what, yeah, they're going to get offended. But it's it's doing it, like you said, in the most respectful way. So that way, when you do see each other out, which is probably inevitable at some point, it's not, like, an awkward situation. Well, yeah, because that's the and also, I just, I I don't know, the feeling of having animosity, like a, a relationship end 
badly and having like any like animosity and any relationship with me like I just like I can't handle the thought of it like I I don't know I don't do well with like poor endings yeah Maybe that's like the uh, probably part of the people pleaser in me or like wanting people to well, yeah, you know, because but even in your well, whatever, I'm not gonna get into that this episode, but yeah, I think it is part of the people pleasing and also just for you to be, um, not have like the yucky, like, uh, yeah, it's but it is a it's a gross feeling when you know that there's someone out there that like hates you or thinks whatever, and I. I feel like that could be like an immature, uh, like your your little mind, not little mind. That was not <laughs> the way it came out. But like you're young, right? Like your brain fully formed at 27. So, right, you had, until 27, you're not like having a full deck of cards. Right. <laughs> Myself included, I was there. But I think as you mature and evolve and get older, I really think like, I mean, here, I don't, I don't really give a shit if people like me or not. I, it's not my job to think to worry about whether or not they like mm-hmm. me. It, it's none of my business what people say or think about me. Um, does does that, do I take that stance every day? No, I'm not perfect. There are times when someone will mention something or someone will give me a vibe and I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, it's not my place. Like, it's not my business. What other people think of me is none of my business. Yeah. Quite honestly, like yeah. it's not. And if someone's taking the time to hate you, it, you know, there's... A reason mm-hmm. and hate there's um, a thin line between love and hate you know yeah so they say so they say thin line between love and hate and if someone's taking all the energy to hate me there's you know whether inadvertently or advertently I went and did something like to cause it whatever right. I mean that's on them not me I can't make people feel any way or or thought or do anything that has anything to do with me mm-hmm. any action I take can't make someone feel a certain way right I don't have that that kind of power. Mm -hmm. Wish I did, but I don't. So however they feel about the choices that I'm making or that you're making is on them. It's on them. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, and that's the healthy way to look at it. It's hard because we're indoctrinated in the society to, like, be good and put a smile on your face and don't ruffle anyone's feathers Mm -hmm. and always be nice in class and, you know, like all those things. But I think that once you emotionally mature enough to be able to be like hates me like whatever see ya Mm -hmm. you can hate me I mean it's I don't know it's uh, I don't know how to explain that I do you don't want anyone to think badly of you I mean it's that a little bit but it's also just kind of like you said like it is a gross feeling to know that like something ended bad ugly like that it was right but if you took the steps in the ugly ending, if you took the steps to try and at least put some resolve on it that was mature or, like, a closure on it that could be, like, the ending, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, and you took every step possible, which in your case you did, mm-hmm. um, then there is no yuck feeling. Yeah, I guess you're right, because in the situation, I... I did, I know, like I'm, like I said earlier, secure in the fact that I did everything that I could possibly do and it ended regardless and I am okay with that and I'm at peace with that and kind of like you said with your friend, like I have no ill feelings towards this person 
And when I hear things, like sometimes I'll hear things about, you know, if they're struggling in some way through a mutual friend, like I genuinely am sad. Like I don't wish for her to like be struggling, but I also am okay with the fact that we're not friends anymore. And so it's kind of like, a, yeah, I don't know, it's being at peace with it. Because I can hear her name or hear people talk about her, and I don't really have a reaction anymore. It's kind of like a indifference, but not in a well, that's how negative you've, you've healed something way. When yeah. there's an indifference, it's you've repaired and done all the work to heal yourself. That's what that is. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to get there. For sure it is. Most people don't get there. That's the problem yeah. with the way things are in society. So how, how can we heal friendship breakups? What are some things that people can do? Um, I think that there's just off the top of my head, acknowledging the grief and that mm-hmm. you're grieving is one thing that's super huge because a lot of times we try and diminish what we're feeling and act like it's irrelevant or yeah. it doesn't match the situation. So I think acknowledging the grief is like, a really big thing to do, I think, getting the right support around you. Like you mm-hmm. said, I talked to people who were indifferent in the situation, who maybe knew about it but weren't fr- close with both of us. Like, definitely getting the right support around you to be able to process mm-hmm. is huge. And then taking care of yourself and doing things that you know you need to do and keeping your routine while doing yeah. that. Like, don't start, like, doing dumb stuff like you would in a breakup. Like, don't go out get drunk every night. Like, that's not, you know. Yeah. Keep to your routine and maintain what you're doing, but also like take care of yourself in a way that allows you time to acknowledge the hurt that you're feeling. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's working on acceptance and making peace with, with the, the way things are, the way things are and the way that, that it is. And just accept that it's okay, that mm-hmm. you're going to be okay and that you'll make new friends again, even if it doesn't feel like it. Um, but acceptance is the, the point where you get to the indifference and there's no more, because here, you're going to have awkward run-ins at first. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be weird no matter It's very similar to an actual breakup, right? Like, But getting over that hurdle, doing these things, acknowledging your feelings, accepting things, keeping a routine, being taking really good care of yourself is like how you get to where it's less awkward every time that you run into the friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I think the biggest thing at least for me, is making sure that when you're processing, it's processing and not talking shit and getting wrapped up in the the drama aspect, the, you know. Well, yeah, there's a difference between processing and talking shit. They're two totally different things. Right. Because someone can hurt you, but it, when you're processing something, you're looking at it from a, a standpoint of, I felt. Mm-hmm. You know, when this person said this, I felt this. And it's really working through your emotions it's not well she did this and she did that right. and they did this and they did that like there's no finger pointing right it's, i felt when they blah 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 that this was happening and then i felt it's all about feelings so mm-hmm. the way that you felt and the way that you um reacted and maybe even processing maybe some of processing is like and maybe i shouldn't have reacted the mm-hmm. way that i did but well, yeah for sure the Seeing your own part in it is is a big yeah because it's not always all no the other relationship person. is one sided right so There's two two way street and every I don't care if it's a work relationship right. in every relationship you're involved in there's mm-hmm. two parties in it mm-hmm. so it is I think that is important is looking at your own piece of 
you know, where you could have gone wrong or how you could have handled situations or whatever differently. But knowing that you do, at least in some regard, have a part in it. Right. And if you are someone who is ghosted, that's just really uh, a matter of allowing yourself to grieve and process your feelings and your emotions about, like, being stunted. And then, you know, like, when you're stunned, it's easy to start, like, not processing and immediately if you're like me you immediately go to anger and like that's not good so just sitting and looking at like I may never know why this Mm -hmm. happened but I know that I'm a good friend I know that I'm a good person yeah and affirming who you are internally is important too so that you can remind yourself that you're not like if someone who has a unique and close friendship with you is able to do that then it fully is on them, and it probably has nothing to do with, with you, you to begin with. Yeah. So, with that being said, um, I think we should wrap it up. Yeah. Getting a little long-winded. Yeah. Um, if you guys liked this episode, go ahead and send us a message, okay? Send us a message with topics that you guys think that you would benefit from most. Like, yes. what would you like to hear about that would help you the most, whether it's boundaries or, um, you know empowerment motivation grief hurt people pleasing yeah there's a whole laundry list anxiety mental health issues whatever it may be just send us a message and let us know what you think that us talking about would benefit you the most and Mm -hmm. be able to help you um understand why what you're feeling and know that other people feel it too so that's all i got couldn't have said it better myself wonderful we'll see you guys next week Right here, same time, same place. Bye.